everybody. This is Soul Survivor. This podcast has myself, an expert, Charlie Ray, that helps people overcome the traumas in their lives, understand the emotions that they're feeling, and then how to get out of that state. So we dive deep into having individuals come on and talk about their paths and help them overcome what they're going through and build a compelling future. I have my first guest for my very first podcast, Luna Stone, coming on. And she has struggled in her life. And a lot of it, from the environmental factors that she's gone through, has affected her in her everyday life. And she's trying to overcome that and move on to a new direction. Uh, hello, Luna. How are you doing today? Hi, Charlie. I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for coming on. I really appreciate you spending this time with me and everyone out there that's listening to help them overcome maybe similar circumstances that you, uh, that they have gone through, but you are also going through. So you're able to help them today too. So thank you so much for that. <clears throat> and I would like to start in kind of dive into like, what is the biggest struggle that you're having with today? Like what is just like not fitting well for you and where are you and what's, you know, what, what are you struggling with? I think I'm struggling with now is just letting go, letting go of the past, my past traumas and um what's the biggest past trauma that you're having the hardest time letting go from? Being molested by my first cousin. Mm -hmm. that definitely impacted me really, really bad at a young age. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, my dad died at a young age, and, and I, he died, and when my dad died, my first cousin became my father figure. Okay. And when he became my father figure, um, you know, in high school, I didn't think anything of it till he, you know, sexually assaulted me the second time. And that was, you know, that affected me. And that was over 10 years ago. And yeah. 10 years ago, um past that even after pressing charges I thought that would make me feel better and it didn't it mm -hmm. actually made me feel like I I opened the wound all over again yeah exactly and I just didn't know what to do I was like you know I I guess suppressing it for 10 years mm -hmm. and so you know fine yeah, sorry, not to interrupt, but let me ask you a question. What does letting go mean to you? What does that mean? Letting go to me means that, you know, it, I'm not thinking about it every day anymore. I feel like it still kind of affects me, like, it, you know, especially with my relationships. You know, I have a boyfriend right now and I know at the beginning of it it was really hard um being intimate because I would have these these flashbacks in my mind 
from my first cousin and you know letting go means letting go of that letting go of you know anything that was involved with that because you know my when I came out my family kind of attacked my my mom um my brother and me um mm-hmm. and kind of made us feel like we should have never said anything about it and mind you um in my family I'm not the only girl that's been molested um it's been something that's ongoing it's just something in my family where we they like to sweep it under the rug it's like they protect the abuser and not the victim okay do you feel you did the right thing absolutely i did good good um then you know what it doesn't really matter what anyone else thinks all that matters is what you think and you have to start realizing that somebody else's perspective is not going to change who and what you're supposed to be in this world. You know what I mean? Like, I am so sorry that that has happened to you, but like from my experience of what I've gone through, like the only thing that I can do, and I'm not speaking to you, but for me, the only thing that I can do is, is what can I do to help and serve others? What can I do that this doesn't happen to anybody else? And that's kind of where this whole, everything I'm doing now formulated from because of the loss of my son. And so, Mm We look back at these, you called them flashbacks. Like when you first started dating, you have these flashbacks. What does a flashback look like to you? And what's happening? Is it something emotional? Is it something you're seeing? Is it something you're feeling? Like what are the factors that are happening when you have these flashbacks? Um, these flashbacks, it, it's almost like my significant other, it, it, I feel like it's him. Like it's okay. my cousin that's doing okay. that to me, and I, okay. I it's, it's like I shut down. I, I'm in that moment again, like where I'm pretending to be asleep when I'm not. Okay. That's what happened, mm-hmm. and it's just like I'm not in my body. And then it's just all those things going in my head, like there's, you know, what people have said and what people, you know, in my sure. culture, I feel like my my mom always kind of instilled in me like you don't care what people think and so that's something that I try to let go to because yeah. it, it got to me you know yeah. what my family said it was like oh my gosh maybe it was my fault mm. I mean they so they're blaming you that you're the one that caused the problem is that correct or incorrect what I'm saying correct Charlie they even asked me like my dad's brother because this is my dad's brother he asked me in front of you know because we had a family meeting about it when I came out it was a big thing like don't press charges don't do this it's gonna it's gonna make him worse if you do that and never once did they ask me how I was um but they asked me to you know in front of my family are you with him? And I, I just couldn't believe they asked me that. Like, if I'm with my cousin, like, I'm actually having a relationship. Which yeah. Is, they, that's what they thought. Let me ask you a question. I want to ask you a question about your culture. Because okay. you refer to your culture, and I wonder if this is a cultural thing. Like, you talked about your family and all those things they said to you. When you look at the, that culture, 
is this a culture where pride of family is like the most important? Like you don't, I mean, tell me about the culture and how that works into maybe that protection side of, you know what I mean? Like don't press charges, all those things I said to you. Is that a cultural thing? Explain your culture and what's important in that culture. Okay, so I am Filipino and, you know, I'm born here. Um, my family first came here, so I'm, I'm the first generation. Um, so my mom, it's like they, in our culture, I feel like they protect males so much to a, to a different extent. Like, um, and it's also, this is taboo. Like my mom said growing up, she, her dad would not even allow, she, he wouldn't hug her at all. Um, she couldn't sleep over anybody else's home. Um, I couldn't even, you know, being here in America, I couldn't, I was not allowed to sleep over any of my friends' homes. So like my mom brought that culture back mm -hmm. or brought it to America and it was really hard because you know I was seeing all my friends doing all these things sleeping over and I missed out on on that yeah. I, I mean they could come and sleep over at my house no problem but my mom was always scared that something would happen to me like from somebody's dad or something because growing up my mom would oh. tell me stories yeah, she would tell me stories about how men were, like, she was just telling me this, like, two weeks ago, Charlie, I'm not even kidding, she, she told me, like, her, um, I don't know who she was with, but like, you know, um, her cousins or whatever, um, they used to run away when they would see, like, their grandpa, like, well, my great-great-grandpa's coming, because they would hug they she said they would hug them in a way that was just so uncomfortable you know because they were blossoming into a woman and my mom said it was just you you know they weren't supposed to hug you that way so and do you so, feel like not to interrupt you but do you feel like there's some generational things that are being passed down from culture or from and i'm not saying it's just specifically your culture but your family it seems like there is a trend, what you're saying as far as, and I'm not accusing anyone of molestation at all, but like the uncomfortable hugs and things like that. What are your thoughts as far as something like this family being passed down with these things over and over again, like the, a learned behavior almost in the men to do this to women? Is that something that could be a possibility? No, you are 100% on the dot about these these men in my family doing this to like family members doing this to family members and so that's why when I was asked the question are you in a relationship with him it's almost that's a normal question for them to ask because mm -hmm. my mind you it's been happening so much in every generation um I know my dad's sister, uh, we heard that she was molested. People in our family. 
she's never came out and said who it is, but she definitely said that they are still around family parties Mm -hmm. and family get-togethers. So this is something that is ongoing in my family, for sure, Charlie. And they always try to get the victim to feel Mm. at fault. Like a cousin, an older cousin of mine, I know there was uncles she's told me uncles did it to her their friends did it to her um and you know what happened to me was like not even on the I I mean she's told me like it you know it doesn't matter what happened to me it's still bad but you know hers was way worse like they they really um you know affected her and when it came out and you know her family tried to fight and press charges the same people that asked me if I was in a relationship with their son they casted this family away they 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 made her move away instead of having the the people that did this to her mm-hmm. go away. <clears throat> they made her go away. Interesting. It's, yeah. So that's what that's what okay. happens in our family. Um, hopefully there's other people out there listening to this that can identify with that same type of thing. Um, so you're having the flashbacks. How is it? So do the flashbacks come often or do the flashbacks come specifically when you're intimate with your boyfriend? Um, I haven't had the flashbacks in quite some time, but I I, I feel like the last time I had a flashback, um, oh my, it really brings me back right now. That's okay. Charlie, um, uh, Ask so me that question the, one more time. No, it's okay. I'm Do the so flashbacks sorry. come regularly, like like every day, every week? Is there something that triggers them? Is it triggered when you're intimate? Like, is there certain situations like, oh, this reminds me of this? It triggers it, and then boom, you have a flashback. What What's the best scenario that fits you? <clears throat> I think the the best scenario for these flashbacks are. Um, when when I'm not like ready for it I I I haven't had a flashback in maybe three three years Mm -hmm. thank goodness but I know when it when it happened um it was so it it was like every time he touched me I I I couldn't move and I I finally had to tell him I was I I had to tell him because I remember it so vividly seeing it on the TV. It was um, a woman, you know, in court having to deal with it. And I just remember crying and he didn't know what was going on. And I had to explain it to him. And mind you, I was going through the whole court process of pressing charges mm-hmm. and it was kind of being finalized. So it was flat. The flashbacks were happening so regularly during intimate times um 
but now I feel it, it, it hasn't came in a very long time. I think because I, I really try to work at that part of just letting that part go, but it's still, I feel is subconsciously there. I, I know it is still there so subconsciously. The it, it is. And not to cut you off, but it's there subconsciously. The reason why you're not having the flashbacks because the relationship's older. And so what happened is you have developed new neuro associations. We always have neuro associations going on mm. in our mind all the time. We associate something to something else. <clears throat> so since you got into this relationship, obviously the more intimate you got, the more it went on, the more it went on, it became normalized. So you've built a new association with that particular person you know, you understand, like you've built that association with that person. Now, if you were to break up with that person and there'd be a new person, the flashbacks are going to come back because you don't have a, a new association with that particular person. So the flashbacks are going to still always be there and they're going to be triggered by certain events. So yes. what I would like to do for you right now and see how this works um, this is called, uh, I call it the movie theater technique, okay? It's specifically for fears and phobias and PTSD. It's been very highly successful in a lot of studies. There's a particular study called a RAD study that was done for veterans with PTSD. The normal PTSD therapy for veterans or anyone with PTSD actually, um, traditionally was only around 37% effective in the study and about 38% of the veterans left the study. The movie theater technique that I use for PTSD or fears or phobias was 97% effective. Nobody left the study and took an average of about three sessions to get somebody into a remissive state. I've used this um, movie theater technique on many people suffering from what you're describing, you know, a flashback, a PTSD episode, wherever that may be. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. I'm a, uh, I'm a coach but I can recognize when that technique that I need to use, I need to use on somebody. And that would be a situation like this. And so the success I've had with it for just a couple of uh, stories of success that I've had, I took a veteran that had PTSD. Um, he described his PTSD as a muddy feeling and an internal chatter. So I was able to work with him roughly about 15 minutes into it. And there was, no, I actually spoke to him a year later, just a few, few uh, weeks ago. And he said, it's completely gone. It's never come back. He can handle all the situations that, that come up in the future. It was all taken care of. And I did that in 15 minutes. I took a domestic violence victim. She was beaten so bad that her back was broken. Kicked so hard that she, they broke her back. She was having multiple PTSD episodes per day. Um, I had to stop after working with her after 15 minutes because it was so emotionally draining on me to watch somebody go through a situation like that. It was absolutely disgusting. And I just broke down crying when I was done. But after that 15 minutes with her, I just spoke to her. Actually, she's going to be forwarding me over a, a video testimonial. Um, she is down to one episode per week from multiple per, per week. So it's like this, this technique is amazing. It works in the subconscious mind. We're going <clears> to, <throat> we're going to build up a new neural association <clears throat> to that event 
completely, completely different than what you you view it right now. Okay. Would you like to move forward with that and try that? Of course. Okay. I would love to try. So that. I want you to just relax. If you're in a relaxing place or a quiet place. Hi, everybody. This is Charlie with Soul Survivor. Uh, Soul Survivor talks a little bit about how we look at trauma in people's lives, uh, how we deal with the situation, how we overcome it, and how we move forward with it, kind of bringing the soul to a new area. Uh, we have a special guest, Betsy, and we're going to talk a little bit about her trauma, her past and see what we can do to move her forward into a new direction. Uh, Betsy, thank you so much for being a guest guest today with us. Thank you, Charlie, for having me. Okay. Um, so let's talk a little bit about, like, what's the biggest struggle you have in your life? Like, what's the biggest thing that is probably not helping you move forward? You know what I mean? Like, so where you are right now, and where you want to be, what do you think is the biggest contributor to not moving forward in your life? What's holding you back? Um, I think more or less is like not having the confidence to um, do, do this all on my own. My husband had died um, 10 years ago and um, just not having the confidence to do it on, on my own. And uh, am I making mistakes? Am I doing okay? Or things like that. Okay. So where, so talking about the confidence, where did that start? Um, did, the, did the worry or anxiety or things that came with the confidence? I'm assuming that there's probably some of that. Where did that first start? Just, Was it, yeah, after, after he died. Death? After he died, yeah. And... Where was your life back then compared to where your life is right now? Like, describe where you were when you when he was alive, like how you were, where you were, and then after, like, what has happened since then? I don't know. I think I just kind of fell into this uh, having someone there to, you know, make sure that I'm guided and going in the right direction and and not having that now. And um, not have any anyone to you know fall back on like oh am I doing this right or um, <clears throat> you know should I be do, doing it in another direction or should I um, just uh, just not having that guidance I guess okay so by not having that guidance what is guidance like. When you say guidance, when your life was being guided back then, do you feel it was going in the right direction or? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah. since you lost that confidence, since you lost that guidance, and just to throw in there, I know we've talked about that you also lost your parents, yeah. both of them, quickly within each other, within maybe a year or two of that incident. And that was probably more guidance that you lost, yes, right? Yeah, yeah. So do you believe you're going in the right direction right now? Um, I think I'm slowly making it there. <laughs> okay. So, so back, how did you handle your husband's death? Like today, how, how is that? Is that still affecting you? Um, no, I think, you know, like with, um, 
you know, I can talk talk about him and um, just bring back, you know, good memories about him. And um, mm-hmm. so, um, you know, like, oh, I'll think about like, oh, what would, you know, Terry do with this situation, blah, blah, blah. And um, so. Okay. So you feel that probably when you lost your husband and lost your parents, that the confidence or being guided in the right direction was gone. Yeah. You just told me that you were slowly moving in the right direction. Is that confidence or is it not? If you're moving in no. the right direction to no. you, does that mean that you have confidence or no? Um, not really. Okay. Not, yeah. What would you need to move in the right direction with bigger steps to hitting the goals you need to hit? Um, just some lucky, lucky, uh, I don't know, just, um, just some, I don't know, good things happening to me or, uh, I, I don't know. Okay. So could you say that if you set yourself a goal for each week, mm-hmm. right, you wrote down a physical goal each week. So let's say you took some time to write down like all the things you want to accomplish, right? Like all these different goals. Would you be able to, okay, pick one of the goals, set a time frame to it, right? So I'm going to achieve this goal in six months. Right. Something that you can achieve in a year, write down all these goals, something that you can achieve in a year. That's like a a major goal that you want to move forward to, right? Mm -hmm. So you have the end goal, right? And I always, I always refer back to the story with talking to my son, Grayson, Mm -hmm. One time I was showing him how to do mazes. Okay. Like a maze. We're doing a maze. And every, most of the people start at the beginning of the maze. I Start always at started end. at the end of the maze <laughs> and worked my way backwards to the start. Yeah. Because there's only one way from the end to get to the beginning. Yeah. So if you reverse engineer where you want to go, you will be guided faster to the end. So what I always tell people is, what is your goal? Okay. You know, right? You write down a goal and then you define, like write a paragraph or two exactly how you're going to get to that goal. Okay. All right. Okay. And you take that and you put that on your bathroom mirror, the mirror that you get up every morning in and, and use every morning, mm-hmm. put it in the bathroom mirror, tape it in there before you go to bed at night. And when you wake up in the morning, you read that goal with conviction. So it's neurologically in your system okay. and you are going to achieve that goal. Then every week, what you're going to do is you're going to set up a smaller goal, a weekly goal that's pushing you towards that goal. Okay. Okay. At the end of the week, you either get a reward or you get a consequence. Cause I think the problem is, is that you lack the confidence, whether you're knowing the right thing or not, which you, just end up doing anyways because as a parent, especially as a single parent, like you just have to do it. Yeah, you just have to figure it out, and there's nobody there to help you anymore. Right. So when you sit there and have a goal, okay, I want to achieve this for this week, and then you give yourself a reward, and you give yourself a consequence. Okay. If you hit the goal, you reward yourself for hitting the goal because you want to, you want to get in the habit of rewarding yourself for little things. Okay. 
give yourself a reward. But if you, but you need to have a consequence too. Okay. And it needs to be a severe that a severe enough consequence mm-hmm. that it's basically going to kick your ass. Okay. Like I, when I belong to a mastermind group, in that mastermind group, I remember that we would have rewards and we'd have consequences, right? Right. So, like some of my consequences, I never had a consequence. I always hit my rewards because the the consequence was just so severe that. If I did not hit that, I like some of my consequences were 200 burpees in a row. Oh my gosh! So, oh yeah, it was it was bad. It was like there's no way I'm doing it. And so one of them was giving a hundred dollars away to a stranger to somebody that did not need the money, somebody that was wealthy. Okay. Because it's, there's no good feeling on giving money away to somebody that doesn't really need right. it. Right. You know that was another one. So mm-hmm. you can make up all these consequences, but it has to be severe enough that it will affect. Okay. You. Okay. The other thing you're going to do is you're going to find a good friend and that good friend's going to check in with you every day, whether it's just a text or whatever, that's going to be your, um, your accountability partner. Okay. So that person's going to be accountable for you hitting your goals. They're going to be on you. And if you don't like, you can't just skate by your consequence. You'll have to actually videotape yourself. Right. Doing consequence, sending it to that person because they're going to make you do it. So you need to find that one person that's going okay. to be an accountability partner. That's going to move you towards your goals. I think the problem is, is that a lot of people, not just you, but a lot of people don't have written down goals right. to achieve where they want to be in life. And when you don't have that, you might make, make making progress, but the progress is just so fucking slow mm-hmm. compared to where you could be leaps and bounds in six months from now. Right. Because once you hit that goal, obviously that smaller goal, is a step getting to the next goal, getting to the major end goal, right? right? There's When we look at where we want our life to be, a lot of people, they get depressed. They're depressed because where their life is right now Mm -hmm. is not what their blueprint of their life is going to look like. Right. And it doesn't match up and they get depressed about it. Well, here's the thing. You have your end goal. You are where you are right now. You have to be lenient to a path that's going to be winding and all over the place. Right. You know, so it's just like my end goal is I have a lot of end goals, right? But I'm I'm okay with how I get there because sometimes there it winds off to different paths and how I start moving my level forward. So be okay with that. Okay. Be diverse in the fact of how you get to that end goal because there's gonna be a lot of twists and turns. It may not be the way you expect it to be, but right. you'll still get there. <clears throat> and you have to be okay with that. Okay. So that's <clears throat> that's the first thing I would do. Um, Sunday coming up, <clears throat> plan out your week. You need some organization in your week. Okay. It sounds like it's just like a lot of unknown of what's going on. Okay. So, so again, write down your goal, whatever that is. It could be a physical goal. It could be an emotional goal. It could be a personal goal. It could be an adventure goal. It could just be a spiritual goal. Like all these different right. types of goals you want to start writing down. Mm-hmm. And so... Once you get there, you know, you'll eventually get there, but you need to have these little tiny weekly goals. Find yourself accountability. Partner. Okay. The other thing I want to do is, um, is there anything that comes up in your life that causes you either stress or anxiety from the past, from that, that where you lost that confidence? Is there anything that, um, you know what I mean? Like, I don't think so um 
Hmm. I don't know. Do you think you lack confidence <clears throat> because you feel like maybe you've never been enough or you've never been loved? Could that be? Um. Any of those factors come into play with the confidence? Digging deeper? Uh, maybe a little bit. Maybe. Was there a particular moment where you had a situation in your life where you felt like that made you feel like you were never enough? Um, maybe, uh, yeah, I, I guess, uh, um, and there might have been a, a, a lot of them, but was there one particular moment in your life when you were younger that there there's something that stuck with you that's like, you know what, maybe I'm not enough? Because, you know, the, there's the, the traumas from the past can bring up situations that could last us a lifetime. And so I want to I link that confidence uh-huh. to maybe a lot of the times so many often one of the key factors in our life is that we don't feel enough or we don't feel loved. And that usually happens at childhood. So like I'm trying to say, is there something that might've taken place where made of push your confidence down because maybe you felt like, Oh, you know what? Maybe I'm not enough at all. And question that. I think um, maybe my mother might have, um, kind of she you know she kind of made it seem like that maybe we weren't enough and that you know like I don't know what we were doing in our life that we weren't doing it well or we weren't doing um you know like what she wanted us to do Mm -hmm. you know yeah and you know, oh yeah, Betsy, you become a teacher. You should, you'd be good at that. And you know, oh, and so that—that's what I became. <laughs> yeah. So, so that that was part of the guidance thing is that you needed somebody to kind of tell you what right. to do. But but linking back to that, do you remember a specific moment with your mother where? Because I have one <laughs> in my life too that I remember. But do you have a specific moment? where you felt like it happened to you when you're younger and like, Oh my God, like maybe I'm not enough. Was there a, there a certain moment in your life where that started the situation that as far back as you can remember? Um, I think, um, I don't know. This might, might've been, might've been it. Um, when, um, I had to go across the street um, to the library to bring back these library books. I was like, I don't know, like eight or I don't know, something like that. And I had to go back there and bring the books over there. And I was afraid to go over there because my brother had gotten hit by a car and I didn't want to cross the street. Mm -hmm. I didn't want to cross the street. And, and what happened? What? And what happened? And then I, I just hid the library books. 
<laughs> and then, of course, my mom oh. found out that I hid the library books. And, you know, she's like, where are they? Where are they? And, you know, she's like, why didn't you bring them over there? Did you tell her yeah. why? What she said, she well, you could have told me that. You know, you could have told me that. And I'm like, well, I'm right. There you. must have been fear. <laughs> there must have been fear before that situation yeah. that oh. brought you to a place where you could not confine your mom. Yeah. Do you understand? Yeah. yeah. I think there's obviously that started <clears throat> before that situation where you had other moments. And maybe you can't yeah. remember, and that's fine. But obviously, there's other moments that brought a right. fear of being able to tell your mom because maybe she blew up on you or maybe, you know, she made you feel yeah. that way. Right. You know what I mean? Okay. So let's try and release some of that, that uh, situation okay. where, because a lot of times we, a lot of people feel like they're not enough or they're not loved and their parents unknowingly make them feel that okay. way. Because maybe that's the way they were raised. And then they think that the way they were raised is the way they need to raise their kids. Right. You know what I mean? So we associate with our parents and certain things that we do that make us feel like, hey, this is the right way to do it. But when you actually break down and speak to your child, there is a massive amount of trauma that you're building up in your own kids' lives because you feel that this is the way to parent a household. This is a way to do a situation. And if you don't have an open communication with your child and you're not listening to what their needs are, you are building trauma in their right. lives that will be passed down to their kids. And that's where somebody like me has to come in and kind of clean that up a bit right. so they can start moving their life into a new direction. So what I'd like to do is a process called mental emotional release. It's okay. M-E-R. And so what we're going to do in a, in a second here, I'm going to have you close your eyes and keep your eyes closed the okay. whole process. And I'm going to, what I'm doing is I'm going to have you float up into your timeline. You're going to imagine yourself sitting there and I'm going to have you imagine yourself float up and you're going to float all the way back to that very first moment, right? You're going to float all the way back to the very first moment where you felt that maybe you were not enough. And you're going to look over that moment. You're going to look down at that moment, floating over in your timeline all the way in the past. And you're going to, I'm going to ask you a question of what did you learn that built confidence? What did you learn that is a new empowering belief system rather than the one of not feeling enough? But what was the new empowering belief system based on those events in your life and based on that particular okay. event? And then, and then what I have to do is I'm going to have you float in front of the event. So you're looking down at an angle. So you're in front of it, but you can see like all of your, your future going forward. So you sit way in the back. You're looking down at an angle. You're going to look at that particular event. I'm going to ask you, what your emotions okay. are. And then what I'm going to do is I'll have you float into the event. So you see, feel, and hear everything that's going on around you. Okay. And so what I'm going to have you do is as you're in there, I'm going to ask you whether the emotions are still there, if they're gone or if they're lessened. And then I'm going to have you float back up into your timeline, way back up. So you're looking down at the event just as easily and effortlessly as you can. And you're just going to let go of all the emotions from that event. And then what I'll do is I'll have you, as you move forward back to your present, I want you to stop at maybe some other major factors in your life, major incidences in your life where you felt that you were not enough and you're going to just let go of the emotions from those events. And then you're going to get back over your, your present and I'll bring you down and open your eyes and we'll kind of talk a little bit about that process. Okay. okay. This is releasing trauma from the past. 
So what I'm going to have you do is I want you to just close your eyes. Just get relaxed. Take a, a couple of deep breaths in. And just as you breathe out, just let go of any negativity. Just relax. Let it go. Just breathe in. And just let go. Become peaceful with yourself. And slowly just be relaxed. And just relax and let everything go. So keep your eyes closed this whole time. I want you to float up into your timeline. So you see yourself sitting where you're sitting right now. So you're going to float up and imagine yourself sitting where you are and you're way up in your timeline. And I want you to let me know when you get there. I'm there. Okay. I want you to float in your past, all the way back to your past to that particular moment where you started feeling like you maybe were not enough. And float all the way back and look down at that moment and let me know when you get there. Okay. Okay, as you look down at that moment, instead of thinking that old negative belief system that you weren't enough, what's a new empowering belief system that you've actually learned from yourself that you've gained confidence from seeing that moment? What is the new empowering belief system that you have? What did you learn positively from that event? That I can tell people what I believe and what I think. Okay. And would you think that maybe you actually did not lack confidence, that you actually already had the confidence to make decisions? Because decisions is based on confidence. You just make a decision. You're always making decisions every day in your life. And Betsy, you didn't even realize that you've had that power deep down inside you that you can always speak your mind and make any decision for yourself. And you've always had that. And that was the moment where you realized that. So I want you to take that, that new empowering belief. And I want you to put that in your subconscious mind where you can use that for later use anytime you want yeah. to. It's always there. Whenever you feel like you lack the confidence or lack the uh, ability to make decisions that you're moving in the right direction. I want you to remember you always had that. And that decision-making process, that confidence, that ability to tell people um, to speak your mind has always been there. And you need okay. to start doing that because that's your new empowering belief system. So store that in your subconscious mind. I want you to float in front of the event. So you're looking down at an angle, right? So you're in front of it, well enough in front of it that you see it down at an angle. Okay. And as you look at that event, what emotions come up for you seeing that event? Um, <clears throat> sadness. <laughs> okay. Is there anything else that comes up? Any other emotions that may come up um, seeing that event? No, I think just sadness. Okay. So as you, I want you to float into the event. I want you to see see that event happening through your own eyes. I want you to see, feel, and hear everything that's going on around you and be in the event, okay? Okay. Now, as you're in that event, are the emotions still there? Are they gone? Or They're busted. Okay. Now, as you float back over up into your timeline, just as easily and effortlessly, just so easily and effortlessly, let all that emotion from that event just roll away. Just okay. let it roll off of you. It's not in your life anymore. As you float back up into your timeline, just let go of all the emotions from that event. Okay. 
slowly float back up and let go of it. And remember that new empowering belief system that you had, that you've always had the confidence to make the right decisions. Okay. Now, as you float back towards your present, I want you to stop at specific moments in your life where you maybe lack the confidence or never felt like enough. And I want you to let go of those emotions from that event. Float over to the next event, let it go. Remember that new empowering belief that you've always had the confidence, the always ability to make the decision that you've always been enough and just let go of the emotions, the negative emotions, the emotions that don't serve you. Let go of those emotions and then float over the next event as you're slowly coming back to present. And then when you get to present, take all the time you need, but when you get to present, let me know when you're floating over yourself. Stop at all those major events that maybe made you not feel the way you need to feel and let go of the emotions. And just always remember subconsciously, I do have the power to make my own decisions. I have the confidence and I've always been enough. You might have not felt like that, but I've always been enough. And float over the next event and do the same thing. Just let the emotions go. Remember subconsciously, you've always been enough. You've always had the power to make the correct decisions and the confidence to move yourself in the right direction. let go of all that. Just stay relaxed and let go of all the negative thoughts, all the negativity that does not serve you. And remember that you've always subconsciously had the confidence to move your direction and move yourself towards where you want to be. You always never needed the guidance because you can make your own decisions. It's always been there. You've always been empowered with that and let go of all the emotions from all these events. As you move yourself slowly back to the present and you stop at the next event and you just let it go. Just let it all go. Just remember subconsciously you've always had that power inside you to make the right decisions. But you've always been enough. For anyone in your life, you've always been enough. Get that new empowering belief systems subconsciously in your mind. Slowly float to the next event and let it all go as you make your way back to the present. Let all the emotions that don't serve you, let them go. Okay, I'm there. Okay, you're there. Okay. I want you to float down into your body. I want you to become aware of your body and slowly open your eyes. So how are you feeling right now after I that? I feel good because <laughs> I'm like, oh, wow, I never, um, never realized that uh, that event, you know, ha happened and that uh, I, I didn't have the confidence and yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you feel lighter? Yeah. So you're going to start noticing you, tonight or maybe even later, you might just be okay. exhausted. 
So make sure you drink plenty of water. You're going to probably get, when you do sleep, you will probably have the best sleep you've ever had okay. in your life before. Because that, that's releasing emotions that are traumatizing okay. in life and letting those go. So Sunday is you're setting your, actually today, if you want to, is Saturday. Today, I want you to okay. write your gold out. Okay. Write down all, like write down a ton of goals, everything you want to achieve. Even if they're dreams, okay. I want you to write them down. Right now, we're going to circle one of them. And you're going to put a time frame to your, well, you could actually okay. put a time frame to all of them and see which one you want to achieve first. And the time frame has to be within a year. So I want you to pick the goal that you think you can get and okay. achieve in one year. Okay. So try to pick something important to you. It might be physical health. Okay. It might be mental health. It might be um, career wise, something major that can really okay. fucking move the needle for you. So like pick that goal. And then you set your end date, right? Whether you do it on a phone, a calendar, on the, the wherever it may be, but that end date's gonna keep popping up and keep putting some reminders in your 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 phone of like, hey, you have X amount okay. of days left to hit your goal or X amount of weeks or months or whatever it may be. Put a okay. couple of reminders in there. Every Sunday, you're gonna set your week. Like what, what is your goal? What is your reward? What is your consequence? And on Sunday, you're going to touch base with your okay. accountability partner. And you can explain to that person. It's like, Hey, this is what I need to move the needle for me. Cause you just said you lack confidence and you may need a little bit of guidance. Well, this person's not going to guide right. you at all. This person's not going to give you confidence. This person's going to give you the ability to just look at your life and help you start moving okay. in the right direction. You know, and that's just, that's going to be the little key factor that you need that somebody's holding right. you accountable to okay. hit that goal. And, and that's going to start moving in the right direction. Every little goal you make, before you know it, every Sunday you're putting together your week of where you need to be and what okay. you need to be doing. You know, even if it's little baby steps to right. move you in the right direction, but like you're going to start noticing after these goals start setting, like it's going to start tremendously affecting your life. I think over the next couple of weeks, this other emotions may come up. Just try and release okay. them the same way. You can always contact me and let me know and I can help you with that. But for the most part, like when you do this, it's going to be a major okay. change in your life. Like you are going to see like unbelievable changes for your life moving okay. forward. Just with these little goal setting things. Do you have anything else that you want to talk about or anything else that um, comes to mind? No, no, no. I think that's, yeah. Yeah. Do you think that was yeah. helpful for you yeah. today? Okay. So what I'm going to have you do is um, start doing your goals, start setting your, your intentions. I'll probably check in with okay. you occasionally to okay. see where you are with things. Yeah, but uh, make sure you pick that accountability okay. partner and call them and ask them if they'll do that for yeah. you. I'm sure they won't have a problem with for at all. Um to start okay. moving you in the right direction. And so we're going to end this podcast. Uh, Betsy, thank you so much for being a guest on this podcast today. We definitely appreciate you and probably look forward to hearing from you maybe in a couple of months to get kind of an update on like okay. where you are versus where you used to be. And it might be significantly okay. different. So I just want to thank, thank you, you for being on the podcast. Anyone else? Yeah, you're welcome. 
anyone else that ever wants to be on the show or on the podcast and is looking for some advice to move you in the right direction, reach out to Charlie, C-H-A-R-L-I-E, at charlierayhealer.com. Thank you. Betsy, thank you so much for being our guest. Thank you. And you have a great day. Bye.